In a realm where once every whisper of the wind carried an incantation and every droplet of water held a potion, the barren landscape now stood as a solemn testimony to a world bereft of magic. The air was thick, not with enchantment, but with a palpable sense of loss. Towers and castles that had been crafted with eldritch energy now lay crumbling, a reflection of a forgotten splendor. The totalitarian regime, known universally as the Dominion, had ascended to power with one dark purpose, to extinguish the very essence of magic that once pulsed through the land's veins. Utilizing sophisticated machinery that drained arcane energies, they turned these precious resources into fuel for their technological monstrosities, dark engines of war that patrolled the skies and earth alike. They hunted mythical beasts to near extinction, their powers harvested to feed the Dominion's insatiable greed. And so, the very core of the world had been hollowed out, its lifeblood channeled into a labyrinth of tubes and vials in laboratories of horror. But the Dominion was not alone in its quest. A rogue faction known as the Nullifiers operated in the shadows. Where the Dominion was systematic, the Nullifiers were chaotic, a rabble of misfits and anarchists. They sought not to harness magic, but to annihilate it completely, believing that a world without magic would usher in an era of reason and peace. With glyphs and artifacts, they negated magical fields, turning areas into dead zones where not even a flicker of mystical energy could survive. Between these two formidable powers, the realm was a battlefield, its magical integrity eroded, its mythical creatures endangered, its very soul on the brink of annihilation. It was into this apocalyptic landscape that the last alchemist, a solitary figure wrapped in tattered robes, wandered. A relic from an age long past, he delved into the arcane arts that most had forgotten. Holed up in an underground sanctuary filled with dusty tomes and archaic instruments, he had committed himself to a life of endless research, one last bastion of a world that was no more. Then came the day when, poring over an ancient, cobwebbed manuscript, the last alchemist found what he had been seeking for so long, a forgotten formula, written in an almost indecipherable script. A formula with the power to revive magical creatures, to breathe life into the myths and legends that had been hunted to the brink of extinction. The script shimmered as if alive, reacting to the touch of the one who could unlock its secrets. It was a sliver of hope, a dying star in an ever-darkening sky. It was also a ticking time bomb, a beacon that could attract forces both dark and desperate. And so, the last alchemist stood on a precipice, staring into the abyss. The formula could restore the realm's lost magic, but it could also bring its last practitioner to ruin. It was a discovery that threatened to shatter the fragile balance of a world teetering on the edge. Little did the last alchemist know, however, that he had already set a chain of events into motion, events that would draw not just the Dominion and the Nullifiers, but also other, unknown powers that lay waiting in the cosmic shadows. The stage was set. The players, though unaware, were all in their starting positions. The last alchemist had a decision to make, a decision that would reverberate through the very fabric of the realm, changing the course of destiny forever. The underground laboratory of the last alchemist was a microcosm of a world long lost. Glass beakers and alembics adorned wooden tables, and shelves were overloaded with ancient manuscripts and weathered scrolls. 
in this sanctuary shielded from the prying eyes of both the Dominion and the Nullifiers, the alchemist had fostered an atmosphere of studious concentration, lit only by the soft glow of alchemical lamps, their light imbued with the barest whisper of magical essence. It was as if time itself hesitated here, allowing the alchemist to pour over cryptic texts and experiment with forgotten spells, away from the pressing darkness outside. At the heart of the laboratory lay the manuscript, written on parchment that defied aging, the tome was bound in dark leather, embossed with arcane symbols. The alchemist had found it buried within the labyrinthine catacombs beneath a collapsed tower, one of the many ruins that marked the desolation of the realm. It was said to be written by an ancient mage who had mastered the secrets of life and death, and it had taken the alchemist years to decode even its most elementary incantations. But on this fateful day, under the luminescence of a rare lunar alignment that the alchemist had painstakingly calculated, a hidden page revealed itself. It was as if the book had sensed the celestial convergence, as well as the urgency that consumed its reader. The words on the newly revealed page were written in an ink that shimmered like stardust, glyphs and equations flowing organically into diagrams of mysterious creatures. Dragons, phoenixes, basilisks, all were illustrated with scientific exactitude, yet captured with an artistry that made them seem almost alive on the page. The formula itself was complex, a matrix of alchemical symbols intersecting with astrological charts, all encircling an intricate spell that seemed to vibrate with power. It detailed not only the necessary ingredients but also the precise celestial conditions under which the formula would work. Most intriguing were the margins, filled with notes about the river of life, a mythical stream of magical essence that could be tapped into to rejuvenate the nearly extinct magical creatures. As the alchemist scanned the formula, his hands trembling with a blend of excitement and fear, he realized that he possessed almost all the components, dragon scales, phoenix feathers, and a myriad of exotic herbs. They were remnants of a bygone era, stored away in ornate jars on the dust-laden shelves of his lab. Yet, there was one missing element, an elixir distilled from a nearly extinct moonflower that bloomed only under the rarest lunar phases. But as the minutes ticked away, the alchemist also became painfully aware of the risks. This wasn't just a spell to be uttered or an elixir to be imbibed. This was a formula that could reignite the dying embers of magic itself. It was a call to arms, a signal flare that would be visible to all those who sought to control or exterminate magical essence. To enact the formula was to invite peril, not just upon himself but potentially on whatever fragments remained of a magical world. Yet, as he stood there in his hidden sanctuary, the weight of the realm's future pressing down upon him, the last alchemist knew one thing for certain, a decision had to be made, and there would be no turning back. The days that followed were a haze of frenetic activity for the last alchemist. Guided by the celestial charts in the manuscript, he meticulously planned the night on which he would enact the formula. His time was spent in fervent research and painstaking preparation, grinding dragon scales into fine powder and carefully plucking individual phoenix feathers, treating each as if it were as fragile as the world's last breath. After long hours of searching through his most secretive contacts and barely accessible apothecaries, he also managed to acquire the elusive elixir distilled from the almost extinct moonflower. 
The potion was housed in a vial of translucent crystal that seemed to hum softly, as if resonating with the bottled potential within. The alchemist couldn't help but marvel at its iridescent glow, a poignant reminder of a world that had once been awash in such wonders. Finally, the night of the celestial alignment arrived. The moon was but a sliver in the sky, bathing the realm in a soft, ethereal glow that seemed to defy the darkness that had overtaken it. As stars formed arcane patterns overhead, the last alchemist took his place at the center of a chalk-drawn pentagram in his lab, the manuscript opened before him. Around the edges of the pentagram, he placed the ingredients in a meticulous arrangement, their positions calculated to harmonize with the constellations above. His heart pounded as he carefully poured the dragon scale powder and the moonflower elixir into an ancient cauldron, already half filled with a base mixture of enchanted herbs and phoenix feathers. With bated breath, he began the incantation. The words were old, older than the ruins that dotted the realm, older perhaps than the realm itself. As they reverberated through the hidden chamber, the alchemist felt the hairs on his arms stand on end, the atmosphere thickening with an unseen but palpable energy. The concoction in the cauldron began to bubble, emitting a gentle glow that intensified with each uttered syllable. And then, just as the celestial bodies reached their appointed alignments, the alchemist spoke the final word. A beam of pure light erupted from the cauldron, shooting upwards and piercing through the stone ceiling as if it were mere paper. For a moment, it felt as though time itself had stopped, the world holding its breath in anticipation. Slowly, almost hesitantly, a form began to coalesce within the cauldron's luminous depths. First, a beak, golden and sharp, emerged from the glowing liquid, followed by a small, feathery head. With a sudden burst of incandescent flames, a tiny phoenix, no larger than a sparrow, materialized, its wings a mesmerizing blend of fiery reds, scintillating oranges, and molten golds. As it took its first tentative flight around the alchemist's lab, the room seemed to come alive, as though the very walls were rejoicing at the return of what had been lost. But it wasn't just the chamber that was affected. As the phoenix soared, a ripple of energy emanated from its ethereal form, pulsating through the underground sanctuary and into the world beyond. The alchemist felt it as a tingling at the back of his neck, a warm rush that cascaded down his spine, a sensation he had almost forgotten, pure, untamed magic. It was a glimmer of hope, a testament to the realm's latent resilience. Yet, even as the alchemist reveled in the beauty of the moment, a nagging awareness settled in the corners of his mind. Magic, especially one so potent, would leave an imprint, a trace that could and would be detected by those who sought to control it or snuff it out. But for that fleeting instant, as he watched the newborn phoenix bask in its newfound existence, the last alchemist allowed himself a rare smile. It was a triumph, albeit a precarious one, rekindling the age-old question that had haunted him since discovering the forgotten formula. What daring steps would he take next? In the days following the miraculous birth of the phoenix, the last alchemist found himself wrestling with an uneasy realization. Magic was indeed a double-edged sword. As he fed the fledgling phoenix a diet of enchanted herbs and carefully channeled minuscule amounts of his dwindling magical energies into the bird, he couldn't help but notice subtle changes in the environment around him. 
It started with the alchemical lamps in his laboratory glowing brighter, their flickering flames now stable and vibrant. Then he discovered that some of the herbs in his collection, long since dried and on the brink of decay, were slowly regaining their vitality, their colors enriched, and their fragrances more potent than before. Even the manuscript itself seemed invigorated, its pages less brittle and its script more legible, as if energized by the resurgence of magic within its depths. But magic, once reignited, could not be easily contained. The underground sanctuary that had served as the alchemist's haven began to resonate with arcane vibrations. The walls, imbued with ancient protective spells, shimmered occasionally, as if waking from a long slumber. While these changes filled the alchemist with a sense of accomplishment and renewed purpose, they also filled him with dread. The sanctuary was humming, and its arcane hum was growing louder, rippling outward like a call and response between his sanctuary and the greater world. It was only a matter of time before the Dominion or the Nullifiers, with their arrays of magical senses and seekers, would pick up on these ripples and trace them back to their source. His fears were confirmed when, leafing through an aged tome on magical theory, the alchemist found a hidden chapter that outlined the mechanics of magical detection. According to the text, strong resurgence of magic, especially of the kind that birthed mythical creatures, would send shockwaves through the ethereal web, a mystical lattice that connected every magical node in the realm. The Dominion and the Nullifiers had the means to monitor this web for any disturbances, and what he had done would cause more than just a disturbance. It would create an anomaly, a blip so noticeable that it could not be ignored. The alchemist now faced a paradox. On one hand, the formula had worked. It had revived a magical creature and rekindled the ambient magic within his sanctuary. On the other hand, this success made him and the newborn phoenix prime targets. What weighed even heavier on his conscience was the realization that the formula wasn't just about one phoenix or one alchemist. It was a key that could unlock a Pandora's box of possibilities. If placed in the wrong hands, it could be weaponized, twisted into something corrupt. The Dominion could use it to create their own magical beings, enslaved and engineered for war. The nullifiers might adapt the formula to reverse-engineer a spell capable of eradicating magic forever. The revival of a phoenix was not just an act of resurrection, it was an act of defiance, a catalyst that could tilt the scale in unpredictable ways. As he stood in his sanctuary, watching the phoenix flutter playfully around the room, its plumes leaving trails of sparkling embers in the air, the last alchemist understood that he had reached another crucial juncture. A decision had to be made, one that extended beyond his own survival. It was no longer just about preserving a relic of the past, it was about determining the future. Would he become a guardian of a magical resurgence, or a harbinger of its ultimate doom? The double-edged sword of his newfound power weighed heavily on him, and with each passing moment, the eyes of the realm, seen and unseen, drew closer to his hidden sanctuary. The ensuing days for the last alchemist became a high-wire act of maintaining the burgeoning magical atmosphere in his sanctuary while simultaneously enacting countermeasures to ward off detection. Working by the dimmest light, he etched protective sigils onto the walls, carefully calibrated to disperse the magic emanating from his underground chamber, scattering it into harmless, 
unfocused whispers that melted into the ambient magical noise of the realm. But as he was doing so, another development unfolded, one that heightened the stakes beyond what he had previously imagined. The phoenix, now growing and almost vibrant enough to light up the room by itself, started showing signs of distress. It fluttered erratically, emitting sorrowful cries, its flames flickering as if echoing some distant turmoil. Concerned, the alchemist consulted the manuscript and what he discovered left him uneasy. According to the ancient text, a phoenix born through the alchemical process he employed would be intrinsically linked to the magical currents of the realm. Its vitality reflected the health of magic itself. In essence, the phoenix was not just a creature. It was a living barometer for the realm's magical essence, a pulse that could signal either the resurgence or the demise of the arcane. The manuscript suggested that a phoenix born in this manner would be drawn towards concentrations of magical energy, to points in the world where the fabric of magic was strongest or where it was being restored or destroyed. Realization washed over the alchemist. The phoenix's distress was not just the discomfort of a confined creature but a reaction to the broader shifts occurring in the magical currents of the realm. Now, the stakes were higher than just being discovered by the Dominion or the Nullifiers. The phoenix's deteriorating condition was a loud, clanging alarm, indicating that something significant was happening in the realm, something that was affecting the arcane network sustaining its very existence. If the alchemist could somehow utilize this living magical barometer, he might be able to find what was affecting the magic, and in doing so, possibly discover a way to either shield it or amplify its resurgence. But this revelation came with a terrible cost. The act of taking the phoenix outside the sanctuary would significantly increase the risk of detection. His protective sigils and dispersal spells would be meaningless in the wider world, their effectiveness diluted to the point of uselessness. In leaving the sanctuary, he would be exposing not only himself but the miraculous creature to an incredible amount of danger. He pondered over his alternatives, each more daunting than the last. He could keep himself and the phoenix hidden, focusing on strengthening the sanctuary's defenses and living out his days in seclusion. But in doing so, he would be turning a blind eye to whatever was happening in the realm, ignoring the distress signals emanating from the creature he had worked so hard to bring into existence. Or he could venture out, taking the incredible risk of being discovered but potentially uncovering the cause behind the phoenixes and, by extension, the realm's distress. The alchemist sensed that the latter choice, perilous as it was, could lead to something much bigger than himself, something that was at once wondrous and calamitous. He took a deep breath, his gaze meeting the flickering eyes of the distressed phoenix. It seemed to look back at him with an almost sentient understanding, as if urging him to make a choice. The stakes had never been higher, and as the walls of his sanctuary seemed to close in on him, the last alchemist knew he had to act, and he had to act fast. Draped in a cloak woven with subtle enchantments designed to obscure his presence, the last alchemist prepared for his perilous journey. Alongside him, the phoenix was housed in a spherical cage of alchemically treated glass, designed to mute its luminosity and magical resonance. He affixed the cage to his side, where it hung like a fragile, glowing lantern, illuminating his path yet also symbolizing the precious nature of his quest. After one final sweep of his sanctuary, 
confirming that his security measures were as robust as he could make them, he triggered a hidden mechanism in the floor. Stone ground against stone as a section of the wall slid away, revealing a dark, narrow tunnel. The passage was an ancient escape route, constructed by the sanctuary's original builders, whose identities had long since faded into obscurity. With a heavy heart and a sense of irrevocable commitment, the alchemist stepped into the tunnel and the wall closed behind him. The route was long and arduous, snaking through underground caverns and ancient ruins that bore silent witness to a time when magic was as common as air. As he ventured further from his sanctuary, he could sense the drop in ambient magical energy, like venturing out of a warm room into the chill of night. He also began to pick up other things, trace signatures of magical surveillance, deployed by the Dominion and possibly the Nullifiers. These were like invisible tripwires, woven into the ethereal web that he was now navigating. Thanks to the Phoenix's connection with the realm's magical currents, he could sense these hazards as subtle ripples, a tingling sensation that crawled up his spine whenever he neared one. Several times, he had to divert his course, decoding glyphs from the manuscript on the fly to produce a spell that would veil his passage. It was mentally and physically draining, but whenever he glanced at the phoenix, its feathers now brighter and its movements more lively as they neared concentrations of magical energy, he found the strength to press on. Emerging from the tunnel's exit, he found himself in an overgrown forest, a place where nature had run rampant over remnants of civilization. Twisted vines covered fallen columns, and ancient statues were adorned with crowns of moss. And yet, as the alchemist ventured deeper into the forest, he sensed that this was not just any forest. It was a place where the boundaries between the mundane and the magical were thin, a potential wellspring of arcane energy. This was why he had chosen this exit, and it was here he hoped to find clues to the magical anomaly that had distressed the phoenix. As he approached a clearing, the phoenix began to chirp with a sense of urgency, its cage vibrating with an increasing intensity. The alchemist could feel it too, a potent concentration of magical energy unlike anything he'd felt in years. But intermingled with that energy was something else, something darker, a sort of magical dissonance that set his teeth on edge. Stepping into the clearing, he found the source of the anomaly. At its center was a rift, a tear in the fabric of reality itself. It was an oozing wound in the world, leaking magic into the atmosphere while simultaneously pulling it into some unfathomable abyss. It pulsed like a heartbeat, each throb emanating waves of energy that washed over him in alternating sensations of warmth and cold. It was both miraculous and horrifying, a phenomenon that he had only read about in the most esoteric of texts. Rifts like these were the stuff of myths, yet here it was, real and ominously active. But even more disconcerting was the realization that the rift was not stable, it was growing, its edges fraying and expanding outward as he watched. The phoenix's cries reached a feverish pitch, echoing the alchemist's own dread. Whoever, or whatever, had created this rift had set in motion something catastrophic. It was a magical singularity, a point of no return that was pulling in the remaining arcane energy of the realm, leeching it dry while giving nothing back. The alchemist felt the gravity of the situation sink in. This was the source of the realm's dying magic, the thing that had distressed the phoenix, 
and possibly, the endgame for both the Dominion and the Nullifiers. As he stood there, contemplating the gravity of what lay before him, he sensed a shift in the magical currents, a ripple indicating that something, or someone, was approaching. His instincts screamed at him to flee, but his legs felt rooted to the ground, as if the rift itself was sapping his will. The hunt had indeed begun, but the last alchemist was no longer sure if he was the hunter or the hunted. And as shadows began to gather around the clearing's edge, he realized that he was about to find out. In that moment of paralyzing realization, the alchemist's survival instincts kicked into overdrive. With a rapid incantation and a fluid gesture, he unleashed a smokescreen of alchemical mist, dark and disorienting. The clearing was engulfed in an impenetrable fog that masked his magical signature, blending it with the surrounding chaos emanating from the rift. He seized the cage containing the phoenix and strapped it securely to his back, muting the bird's frantic cries with a whisper of a calming spell. Its fiery glow dimmed, submerged in the alchemical fog, as the alchemist blended into the shadows, merging with the murkiness he had conjured. As he held his breath, a group of figures emerged into the clearing, their movements purposeful and eyes alight with predatory intent. Dressed in dark armor adorned with glyphs and sigils, their presence was a blend of technological efficiency and arcane proficiency. They were the Dominion's arcane seekers, trained to hunt down magical phenomena and threats to their totalitarian regime. They moved cautiously around the rift, their eyes scanning the magical mist, detecting the latent energies but unable to isolate the alchemist's own aura. Frustrated, they communicated with subtle hand gestures, deciding on a plan. One of them approached the rift, cautiously withdrawing an ornate box adorned with complex locking mechanisms. With deft fingers, they unlocked the box to reveal an orb, a sort of magical vacuum designed to absorb and contain unstable magical energies. Taking advantage of the distraction, the alchemist made his move. He activated a sequence of glyphs on the inner lining of his cloak, releasing a low-frequency sound that mimicked the natural movements of forest creatures. Simultaneously, he sent forth a will-o'-the-wisp, an illusionary manifestation of himself, flickering away from the clearing and deeper into the woods. The Dominion's agents took the bait. Startled by the sudden movement and sound, their formation broke as they raced after the will-o'-the-wisp, convinced that their prey was attempting to flee. Using this crucial diversion, the alchemist tapped into a preset enchantment, momentarily reinforcing his legs with the strength and speed of a wind elemental. In a burst of acceleration, he sprinted in the opposite direction, distancing himself from both the Dominion agents and the disastrous rift. The energy required for such a feat drained him, but there was no time to rest. He needed to put as much distance between himself and the clearing as possible before the Dominion realized they had been duped. As he navigated through the labyrinthine forest, his senses sharpened to their peak, the phoenix began to relax, its condition stabilizing as they moved away from the malevolent rift. Despite the immediate threat, the alchemist felt a brief flicker of relief. They had escaped, at least for the moment, but the experience had shaken him to his core, underscoring the perilous nature of his quest and the catastrophic implications of his discovery. He knew that he was now racing against time and formidable enemies, 
and the stakes were no longer just his own survival but the very fate of magic itself. While he had successfully evaded capture this time, the real journey was only beginning, and the dark path ahead was fraught with unknown perils. With the phoenix still strapped to his back, its cage swaying gently with each step, the last alchemist vanished into the dark recesses of the enchanted forest, leaving behind a world teetering on the edge of magical annihilation. Days passed as the last alchemist journeyed through landscapes that ranged from hauntingly barren to eerily beautiful, each step taking him further away from immediate danger but deeper into the unknown. Guided by the phoenix's subtle cues and his own keen intuition, he navigated treacherous terrains, avoided dominion checkpoints, and bypassed magical traps set by rogue factions of magic hunters. The weight of his mission seemed to grow heavier with each passing mile, yet the dwindling presence of magical energy in the world around him was a constant reminder of why his quest was so critical. Finally, his journey led him to a set of ancient ruins perched on the edge of a tranquil lake, its waters mirror smooth, reflecting the dying twilight. Hidden from the world by an intricate web of protective enchantments, the place seemed like an oasis preserved from another era, an untouched pocket where the world's original magic still lingered. Faintly glowing symbols etched into the stones, now overgrown with moss and vines, were the last echoes of an ancient civilization skilled in arcane arts lost to time. The alchemist felt an overwhelming sense of reverence as he stepped onto the sanctuary grounds. For the first time in ages, he sensed no malice, no impending doom, only the ancient serenity of a place forged in an era when magic and nature existed in harmony. He walked through an archway, its stones interlocked with precision and care, onto a platform overlooking the lake. There, at the center of the platform, was a pedestal adorned with a labyrinth of etched channels that seemed to tell a story, a narrative of creation and balance. The alchemist intuitively knew that this was where the phoenix's energy could synergize with the realm's remaining magic. It was a focal point, an ancient amplifier designed to propagate magical energy across the ethereal web that connected every magical node in the world. With a sense of finality, he gently placed the phoenix's cage on the pedestal. As the bird's talons touched the intricate etchings, a radiant light emanated from the contact point, tracing the channels like liquid fire, as if the pedestal itself was coming alive. The phoenix spread its wings and let out a harmonious cry, pure and echoing, like the tolling of a celestial bell. The alchemist stepped back, both exhilarated and nervous, knowing that what came next was irrevocable. He unfolded the parchment containing the forgotten formula and started to chant the sequence, his voice tinged with the gravity of the moment. Each syllable seemed to resonate with the world around him, echoed by the lake, the ruins, and the very air. As he concluded the incantation, a burst of energy erupted from the phoenix, magnified by the pedestal, shooting upwards into the sky as a beam of pure light. Simultaneously, the alchemist felt a release, as if an immense burden had lifted. He knew that the energy was now coursing through the ethereal web, revitalizing the world's fading magical nodes and perhaps even awakening dormant magical creatures. However, in that moment of success, the sanctuary's protective enchantments faltered, their energy siphoned into the spell. The invisible barrier that had shielded this haven was now compromised, flickering like a dying ember. 
The alchemist felt it instantly, the piercing gaze of malevolent eyes, a gathering storm of dark energies honing in on this newfound source of magic. As the sanctuary's enchantments weakened, the sacred place was exposed, no longer hidden from the Dominion or the Nullifiers. His heart sank as he realized that his sanctuary was now a beacon, irresistibly drawing those who would seek to control or destroy what remained of the world's magic. The next phase of his quest had just taken an ominous turn. For even as he had revitalized the realm's arcane energies, he had also made himself and this sacred place targets of unprecedented scale. With a resigned determination, the alchemist prepared to leave, casting one final, lingering glance at the sanctuary he had momentarily revitalized but could no longer call safe. The phoenix, its energy spent but its mission fulfilled, returned to its cage, as if sensing the urgency of their departure. The last alchemist vanished into the gathering darkness, fully aware that his enemies were now closing in, faster than ever before. And yet, within him burned a newfound hope, a glimmer that magic, however endangered, was not yet lost. It was a double-edged sword, this hope, for it lit the path forward even as it painted a target on his back. Through valleys and across plains, beneath the cover of night, the last alchemist continued his relentless journey. The urgency was palpable now, an electric charge in the air that quickened his steps and narrowed his focus. He knew that the Dominion's arcane seekers and the rogue nullifiers were converging on his location, their motivations disparate but their target singular. The landscape seemed to sense the alchemist's urgency, reacting in subtle, almost sentient ways. Trees whispered secrets of the quickest path through their midst, winds carried scents that warned of approaching danger, even the very earth beneath his feet seemed to guide his steps away from treacherous terrain. Magic, so long dormant, was now waking up, albeit slowly, from its long-imposed slumber. The alchemist's senses were stretched to their limits as he used every tool at his disposal, alchemical brews to mask his scent, glyphs to disguise his footprints, and elementary invocations to obscure his magical signature. He was a fugitive in a world that had grown hostile to his kind, and the margins for error were razor-thin. He reached the precipice of a cliff, overlooking a sprawling forest that extended into a horizon lit by the first glimmers of dawn. It was here that he sensed it, the convergence. Waves of arcane energy washed over him, oscillating between dark and light, order and chaos. The Dominion Seekers were closing in from one side, their calculated, regimented magic designed to dominate and control. From another direction came the Nullifiers, their disruptive energies aimed at eradicating magic in all its forms. Caught in the crosshairs, the Alchemist understood that he stood at the nexus of opposing forces so extreme, their clash could either rebalance the world's waning magic or annihilate what little remained. Taking a deep breath, he began to lay out his alchemical instruments, crystals arranged in arcane patterns, vials of elemental essences, and the parchment containing the forgotten formula. At the center, he placed the phoenix, who looked up at him with eyes that held an ancient wisdom, as if understanding the gravity of the choice he was about to make. He could activate another pedestal, similar to the one in the sanctuary, hidden deep within these woods, to further amplify the awakened magical energies. It would fortify the ethereal web even more, 
providing a fighting chance for magical creatures and traditions to resurge. However, doing so would almost certainly attract the converging forces to his exact location. Or, he could use a powerful dispersion spell to scatter the magical energies far and wide, making it impossible for either the Dominion or the Nullifiers to harness or eliminate them. This would keep magic alive but diffuse, hidden in pockets around the world, safe but weak. Time seemed to stand still as he weighed his options. Then, with a clarity born from the very precipice of desperation and hope, he made his choice. As he began to chant, imbuing the atmosphere with a tension that felt almost palpable, the phoenix emanated a soft glow that harmonized with his incantations. The energies around them started to swirl, gaining momentum, spiraling into a vortex of immense power. The convergence was at hand, and the last alchemist was its fulcrum. With a final, resonant note, he completed the incantation. A blinding flash erupted, a wave of force that pulsed outwards in a radiant sphere, its shockwave reverberating through the very fabric of the world. The opposing forces of the Dominion and the Nullifiers, who had been closing in, were caught in the wave. Their magic clashed, negating and disrupting, but also mingling and transforming, leading to an unforeseen alchemy born of extremities. And then, silence. When the light finally dimmed, the alchemist found himself alone. The phoenix, too, was nowhere to be seen. His instruments had vanished, as if absorbed by the spell. It was as if the forest itself had swallowed all evidence of the magical showdown that had just transpired. In that moment, the last alchemist sensed a shift in the world's magical texture. It was as if the ethereal web had been stretched to its limits and then suddenly snapped back into a new configuration, neither fully controlled nor completely eradicated. Magic was now dispersed, hidden in countless nodes across the world, but also intermingled with the counterforces that had sought to control or eradicate it. It was a new beginning, a magical ecosystem recalibrated by the very act that had threatened to end it. Though relieved, the alchemist felt a profound emptiness. His life's mission, so defined by the struggle to save magic, was now uncertain. What role was there for an alchemist in a world that had been forcibly pushed into a new equilibrium? As he pondered this, a feather drifted down from the sky to land gently at his feet, a single, luminescent phoenix feather. He picked it up, feeling its warmth pulse in sync with his own life force. The phoenix might be gone, perhaps transformed into a new form or dispersed into the ethereal web itself, but its essence remained, forever entwined with the world's magic and with him. As dawn broke over the horizon, casting its golden glow over the forest, the last alchemist took his first steps into an uncertain but hopeful future. He was no longer the keeper of lost magic or the hunted fugitive. He was a part of the world's new magical tapestry, as were the Dominion and the Nullifiers in their own, unexpected ways. Yet, one question lingered in his mind, refusing to be silenced. If the Phoenix was a creature of rebirth, could it bring about its own resurrection, or had it sacrificed its last life for this new world? As if in answer, a distant cry echoed through the forest, a haunting, melodious note that seemed to come from everywhere and nowhere. Was it the cry of a reborn phoenix, or the collective voice of the world's magic singing its new, complex song? The last alchemist couldn't tell, 
but he felt a shiver of anticipation as he ventured deeper into the woods, ready to explore this recalibrated world and his place within it. Journeying deeper into the unfamiliar terrains, the last alchemist felt both unshackled from the past and unmoored from the future. Magic had survived, but at a price. The new equilibrium was like an unstable element, brimming with potential yet fraught with risks. The convergence had changed not just the world but him, too. He felt it in his bones, a resonance that subtly shifted the manner in which he connected with the magical energies around him. As he ventured forth, whispers reached his ears, stories of strange occurrences at the edges of known lands, where neither the Dominion nor the Nullifiers held sway. Rumors spoke of a mysterious veil that had appeared, a membrane separating the realm from something unfathomable. Some said it was a gateway to other dimensions, others argued it was a well of untapped magic, a manifestation of the new equilibrium. Intrigued and driven by an instinct he could neither ignore nor explain, the last alchemist set his course toward this enigma. His path led him to a stark, isolated valley, encircled by towering peaks that seemed to scrape the heavens. At the heart of the valley shimmered the unveiling, a curtain of iridescent light, its colors flowing and dancing as if set to music only it could hear. He approached cautiously, sensing the immense power that emanated from it. Each step closer made the hairs on his arms stand on end, his alchemical tattoos glowing faintly in response. He felt an inexplicable pull, as if the veil was not just a physical anomaly but a confluence of past and future, a knot in the fabric of reality that beckoned to be untangled. Hesitant but resolute, the last alchemist reached out a hand to touch the veil. As soon as his skin made contact, a rush of images flooded his mind, too fast and fragmented to comprehend. Visions of worlds beyond his imagination, creatures of unfathomable design, and patterns of magic that defied all logical structures overwhelmed his senses. But amid this chaos, a singular thought emerged, clear as crystal, choice. He understood then that the unveiling was a consequence of the convergence, a rift torn open by the conflicting forces that had collided. It was a threshold to limitless potential, a treasure trove of magical knowledge and capability, but also a Pandora's box of risks and uncertainties. To step through was to embrace an unknown destiny, to forsake the world he knew for one that might offer greater power or perilous downfall. His mind raced as he pondered his options. To pass through the veil could mean unlocking secrets that could fortify the world's newfound equilibrium or destabilize it further. Or he could choose to seal the rift, employing his alchemy to mend the tear in reality, forever cutting off what lay beyond. Each choice was fraught with consequences, and the burden weighed heavily on his conscience. As if sensing his dilemma, a gentle touch alighted on his shoulder. Turning, he found himself staring into the incandescent eyes of the phoenix, reborn yet somehow different, its feathers a kaleidoscope of colors that reflected the iridescent sheen of the unveiling. The creature let out a harmonious trill, a resonance that he felt deep within his core. Emboldened, the last alchemist made his choice. His fingers danced in the air, tracing glyphs that shimmered with a light mirroring the veil's own iridescence. At the same time, he began an incantation, a complex tapestry of words that wove together the arcane and the existential, the formulaic and the instinctual. 
the phoenix joined in, its song harmonizing with his spoken spell, adding layers of complexity and power. The unveiling quivered, its colors pulsating more intensely, as if reacting to their combined will. Then, with a brilliance that outshone even the noonday sun, it imploded in a burst of light and sound. As the glow faded, the last alchemist found that the veil had vanished, leaving behind an empty expanse that was once again just a valley encircled by mountains. The phoenix too had disappeared, but this time he sensed its essence dispersing into the very atmosphere, becoming a part of the world's newly complex magical tapestry. He felt no exhaustion, only a sense of profound fulfillment. His actions had sealed the rift, choosing a path of stability and caution over reckless exploration. Yet the knowledge and visions he had gleaned during those fleeting moments of contact with the unveiling remained, offering tantalizing glimpses into the untapped potentials of magic and existence. As he exited the valley, the last alchemist realized that his journey was far from over. While he had closed one door, countless others had opened in his mind and in the world around him. The phoenix, too, had undergone a transformation, its essence now woven into the complexities of the Earth's magical fabric. A new chapter awaited, filled with endless possibilities and unfathomable challenges. But for the first time in his life, he was neither the last nor the first. He was a wayfarer in a world rediscovering its magic, a world where the ancient and the unknown converged into a reality yet to be written. And so, he walked on, into a future uncharted but not unimagined, carrying within him the imprints of a past reborn and the seeds of stories yet to unfold. The last alchemist was not alone in his understanding of the unveiling. Both the Dominion and the Nullifiers had felt its disturbance, and while he had sealed it away, the reverberations of such potent magic reached even the farthest corners of the realm. From the enclaves of the Dominion, legions amassed, their commanders driven by insatiable greed to wield the newly awakened magic for themselves. A smattering of both old and new devices of war, enhanced by what little alchemy they had managed to reverse-engineer over the years, took to the sky and ground. From hidden bases, the nullifiers too gathered their forces. Their intentions were different, to quell and quash this resurgence before it could destabilize the world further. To them, Magic was a toxin to be eradicated, and they were the self-appointed surgeons tasked with its excision. And so, the two sides converged on the battlefield, each aware of the other's approach but ignorant of the true stakes involved. It wasn't just a clash of philosophies or ambitions, it was a battle for the soul of a world caught between its past and future. The last alchemist knew he couldn't abstain. He had become a part of this complex tapestry, his choices resonating through the web of possibilities that the world now faced. Yet, he had no army, only the weight of his decisions and the power of his alchemy. And so, he prepared himself for a different kind of battle. Cloaked in a disguise woven from magical glyphs and mundane materials, he infiltrated the Dominion's camp first. Their war machines were fearsome, cobbled together from scavenged technologies and imbued with captured magic. Yet, their understanding was superficial. One by one, he sabotaged their contraptions, not through destruction but transformation. Engines of war morphed into benign shapes, flowers that exuded calming fragrances, 
stones that sang lullabies. He then moved to the nullifier's encampment. Here, he found instruments designed to absorb and nullify magical energies, dark crystals that acted as conduits for their anti-magic philosophies. Employing a subtlety that had come to define his approach, he altered their composition. Instead of erasing magic, they now diffused it, disseminating its essence back into the world but in a harmonized form, stripped of its potential for harm. His tasks complete, the last alchemist retreated to a vantage point and watched as dawn broke and both armies prepared for combat. When the first spells were cast and the first machines activated, something extraordinary happened. From the Dominion's side, instead of destructive fire and brimstone, a cloud of intoxicating fragrance spread across the field. From the nullifier's end, the anti-magic crystals hummed and channeled the energies back into the world, neutral but balanced. Confusion rippled through the ranks of both armies. Weapons failed, but not a single life was lost. As the fog of bewilderment lifted, a momentary truce occurred. Soldiers from both sides ventured into the no-man's land, their faces masks of confusion and wonder. For the first time in years, members of the Dominion and Nullifiers stood face to face, not as enemies but as equally disarmed individuals. And in that moment, an unspoken understanding spread like wildfire. The world had changed, and with it, the rules of engagement. They could no longer rely on the crutches of old doctrines or ambitions. The magic that was now part of their lives was neither a tool for subjugation nor a disease to be cured. It was a complex force, capable of both ruin and renewal, and it was their collective responsibility to shepherd its path. As the armies dispersed, a reluctant but palpable sense of unity in the air, the last alchemist couldn't help but feel that the most crucial battle had been won, not through might or suppression, but through transformation and balance. Yet, as he looked toward the horizon, he knew that this was but a prelude. The world had tasted equilibrium, but its hunger for magic was far from sated. The true test was yet to come. As days folded into weeks, the last alchemist observed the transformations rippling across the landscape. Magic had not simply returned, it had evolved. Creatures once thought extinct reappeared, but with new forms and natures, echoing the world's changing soul. Yet, equilibrium remained a distant goal. Even after the battle, tensions between the Dominion and the Nullifiers simmered, and other factions began to rise, each vying for control over the resurging magic. Amidst this turbulent panorama, the last alchemist discovered an unsettling truth. The convergence, the unveiling, the battle, all were precursors to an even more formidable event, a cosmic alignment that could either lock the new magical balance into place or shatter it into disarray. He returned to his hidden sanctuary, his mind a whirlwind of calculations and ethical quandaries. The alignment was a focal point for the world's magical energies, a celestial knot that would be nearly impossible to untie once tightened. The forces at play were far greater than any single being could control, yet control them he must. The alchemy for this grand working would require not just skill but a sacrifice, something or someone of immense magical essence. His gaze fell upon the vials and parchments detailing the formula to revive magical creatures, his life's work and the keystone for all that had transpired. 
The formula was a concentration of potent magical energies, a distillation of the old world's arcane knowledge. Yet, to use it in the alignment would mean its destruction, an irreversible act that would negate years of research and hope for the revival of countless species. It was a crucible moment, a choice between personal ambition and the greater good. And as he pondered, he found his thoughts turning to the phoenix, the creature of rebirth and renewal, whose essence was now woven into the very fabric of the world's magic. The phoenix had made its sacrifice willingly, becoming a part of something greater rather than existing as a singular entity. Could he do any less? With a resolve that felt like a seismic shift within his soul, the last alchemist made his decision. As the celestial bodies began the dance, aligning in configurations unseen for millennia, he commenced the ritual. Complex glyphs were drawn in luminescent ink, incantations spoken in a tongue older than civilization, and finally, the formula, his life's work, poured into a crucible set at the ritual's epicenter. The moment the formula touched the crucible, a reaction ignited that was both alchemical and cosmic. The sanctuary's protections shattered as a column of light surged skyward, connecting ground and heavens in a conduit of sheer magical force. The energies of the alignment funneled through the ritual, magnified by the sacrifice, and dispersed in a wave that rippled through every atom and ether of the realm. And then it was done. The formula was gone, reduced to base elements and scattered energies. But the world had changed. The magical fabric had strengthened, and a new equilibrium settled like fresh snow, quiet and profound. Exhausted, the last alchemist surveyed the sanctuary, now a ruin but also a birthplace of a new era. He felt diminished, the absence of the formula leaving a void that no accomplishment could fill. Yet, as he stepped out into a world tinged with newfound harmony, he sensed that his sacrifice had become a part of the land, the air, the very essence of magic that now flowed with a steadier rhythm. In giving up a piece of his past and his potential future, he had safeguarded countless presents, for this generation and those to come. It was a loss, but also a fulfillment of every principle he had upheld, every lesson he had learned in his journey. As the first dawn of a truly new age broke on the horizon, the last alchemist understood that some sacrifices were not endpoints but thresholds, gateways to undiscovered realms of purpose and possibility. As he walked into the rising sun, the weight of his decision both a burden and a liberation, he felt a new chapter unfolding, not just for himself but for a world learning to balance on the fulcrum between what was and what could be. And in that delicate equilibrium, he found a sliver of profound peace. In the aftermath of the cosmic alignment, the realm began to stabilize in ways that no one had thought possible. A newfound balance between technology and magic emerged, creating a hybrid world where the logical and the mystical coexisted. The Dominion, the Nullifiers, and even emergent factions found common ground, united by the mysterious wave of change that had enveloped the world. The last alchemist, his identity still a guarded secret, watched from the fringes, content to see the seeds of harmony sprout in previously barren ground. His sanctuary rebuilt, he started anew, his quest for knowledge tempered but not diminished by the absence of the formula. The sacrifice had been made, its cost immeasurable, its rewards reaped by the world at large. But as he pored over another ancient text, 
Something caught his eye, hidden in the footnotes, almost an afterthought, a phrase in the arcane language he had dedicated his life to deciphering. His eyes widened. The text spoke of the cycle, a cosmic pattern of death and rebirth, destruction and renewal, intricately connected to the celestial alignments he had just manipulated. The cycle was not merely an alignment but a test, one that gauged the realm's readiness for a new era. If the energies were mishandled, the cycle would restart, leading to another alignment, another test, in a never-ending loop until the realm proved it could sustain balance. And then it struck him. The formula he had sacrificed was never truly his own discovery. It was part of the cycle, a catalyst intended to trigger each test, bound to re-emerge in another form, in another time, under another guardian. His sacrifice, monumental as it seemed, was both unique and repeated, a link in a chain of tests that stretched across eons. A flood of realizations washed over him. His actions, while they had indeed stabilized the current world, were part of a grander mechanism, a cosmic examination designed to gauge the realm's maturity. The balance he had helped achieve was real but provisional, subject to the cycle's next iteration. He was not the last alchemist, just as there were no last tests, only endless opportunities for the realm to prove its readiness, or face the consequences. As he sat there, a mix of awe and humility filling him, the sanctuary's walls seemed to melt away, revealing a tapestry of countless stars and alignments, each connected by threads of choices and sacrifices, repeated yet singular, known yet mysterious. And so, in a quiet room laden with both the dust of the past and the ink of possibilities, the alchemist, no longer the last, but one of many, closed the ancient book and looked out at a world teeming with both old and new magic. It was a world full of challenges and opportunities, held in the balance by choices yet to be made, cycles yet to be completed, and guardians yet to emerge. It was an end, but also a beginning. And in that paradox, he found not closure, but a horizon infinitely expanding, each point of light a question, an alignment, a test. And he understood, perhaps for the first time, that his journey was far from over. It was a loop in a spiral, a chapter in a tome, a single note in the ever-unfolding symphony of the cycle.